Hi, everybody. I'm Neil Melanson. Welcome to the Twyla After Show. Joining me, of course, co-producer Carl Wiggers, as well as co-host Kristen Oaks and Avery Davidson. Guys, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? Ooh, that's a tough one. That's His- a really tough Historically, one. for me, it's ham. ham. That was always a thing on our table. But, <laughs> but I got to say, Brittany's grandmother makes an incredible uh, rice dressing that is... Ooh. Working its way into my top top two or three on my plate. Mm. Well, the sides are just killer. Was that was that your gobble war cry for for turkey? There? I was trying to see if I could do. Uh, I've heard a turkey call before, and I'm trying to see if I could replicate it. <laughs> you ain't getting anybody to invite you to go deer uh, turkey hunt anytime soon. No, I think you might have a couple of giraffe coming over. Uh, for me, it's got to be my mom's pumpkin cheesecake. Ooh. That is the bomb dot com. That sounds killer. That's interesting. And well, I've yeah, had I didn't your give mom's an answer. Cooking. Yeah, what's huh? yours? I didn't get, you well, hit us what, cold cocked with this. It's yeah, just, you want to go last? Is that it? Mm. My favorite is it, it's a it's a toss up. Number one, I love dark meat turkey. Of course, I'm traditional in that fashion. But my mother also makes a killer macaroni and cheese that mm. she serves with every. And it's not like craft. It's like the casserole style with the really crusty edges. I always like elbow my brothers aside and get one of the corner pieces because I like love the crusties. The, the crust. I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't do that with Josh. He's like trained. Yeah, he's trained, but you know he's my <laughs> little brother, so you got to abuse him. What what what's yours? Kristen? Oh, when you said turkey, it made me. Of course, dressing. dressing. But my grandmother's dressing recipe is the best, and most people mm. probably won't like it. Mm. It does not have meat in it, and it has no eggs. Huh. Oh, I, my mother and I hate Have, oh, you, have I, you learned how to make it yourself? Yes. You do know how to make it's it? a whole lot of bread. Well, it's got homemade cornbread and homemade biscuits. Oh, wow. Made and from then, scratch? Yes. Oh, my mm. God. How do you get those into the dressing? I would eat them all by themselves before they made it to the dressing. <laughs> yeah, I, do. I remember being in the kitchen when Mom was making it going, yeah, just stuff in your face. As many as I could. I remember, the reason I ask is because Brittany and Brooke, her sister, and I mean, every, all the women in the family, and even you know me and Mr. Doug, we've all talked about like we've got to figure out how Miss Patsy makes her rice dressing because she won't write it down in a recipe, and, and it never rice works. Dressing? Oh, it's kind of like dirty rice, except you put a lot oh. more into it. So I can tell you, I know my mom's secret to making her rice dressing really good. Chicken livers, chicken gizzards. Mm. You grind them both up, and they're both in there. Don't say that again. They're amazing. My my idea was just to video Mama making her, you know, entire morning. Just say, all right, I'm putting the camera on you. You can't get anything by the camera. Grab one of the GoPros and put it over. (laughs) You know, it's people. It's people. No. (laughs) Anyways, all right, soil and green. Well, uh, the reason I bring it up is, of course, every year the American Farm Bureau does their annual Thanksgiving survey, and this year it was only a cent more for the 16 items of the classic uh, Thanksgiving survey they do every year. They added four more items, and the price total went up. One of the reasons, though, they included ham because Mm -hmm. ham is apparently becoming a increasingly popular in fact you said on that that you like ham or it's, was one, of, it's one of my favorites one yeah. of your favorites is ham avery i know you like ham is that yep. right i'm doing a root beer ham this year oh mm. wow that's amazing I, I just don't like turkey and so ham has always been 
my kind of def- what I defaulted to on the table. And we had such a big family, they would do ham and turkey, and it would be enough for everybody. You know, I wonder if it's like a couple of different things. One, honey baked hams did, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of turkeys, and I think they got people in the store, and people were like, well, while I'm here, I may as well. And two, around Thanksgiving, people start thinking about the holidays, and Christmas ham, of course, is mm-hmm. the most popular mm-hmm. dish there. It's so they're easy like, to feed why a lot not? Of people. Yeah. Right. It is easy, and it's so delicious. It it's is so good. Good. Yeah. When you bake it down and get that outer crust just right where all the sugar caramelizes right up there and then you everybody that. listening to this whole episode is just going to be mad at us yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i'm mad right now because there's nothing to eat in here i know i can go get that basket of candy that uh one neil malasson brought in i told Halloween. landon's grandmother last year that i found a good recipe for a uh, a ham a caramelized like crock pot recipe Ooh. and she said well you can bring it this year and i went uh, uh. <laughs> well if it's crock pot, that's gonna be easy uh the problem was is that i didn't the ham that I bought was bigger than the crock pot, oh, and wow. so I spent half the night up, and then I had foil wrapped around it, and I said, does it have to be sealed off? And then I tried grinding. It was bad. <laughs> we, it was bad. We bought something. We bought a ham or something like that once, or a roast. I think it was a roast. It was such a big roast, we had to go get a bigger crock pot. It was a real expensive roast. Yeah. You know what's big and will feed like everybody you can invite over for Thanksgiving? Turducken. Having done that before Mm -hmm. at my mom's house back in New Iberia, we had gotten one from A-Bears there in Maurice. And, you know, it is, you know, a duck, chicken, turkey, all stuffed inside of one another. We got ours with a cornbread dressing on the inside. Oh, my gosh. And we— The entire meal. We invited, I think, 20 people over. When I tell you that we still had two-thirds— of that turducken left after 20 people after 20 people it is a lot of meat and we we tore into it i mean i was i was not ashamed to go up for seconds and even thirds but you have a lot of meat you will feed everybody in your family for weeks with a turducken was that on the uh the survey no a turducken (laughs) wasn't on the survey but both turkey and ham were along with uh a bunch of other cuts though is what i noticed like the that was a bone bone in ham bone in ham that's right and then a and cranberries and also the specific type of turkey oh so it was uh oh the I'm trying to remember now. Uh, I can pull up there a little. Well, there were a bunch of items. And one of the really interesting things was here in Louisiana, we had a significant price difference between us and the National Survey. Normally, we're a little higher or or right up there. But this year, the national average was $48.91. That feeds 10 people for the classic Thanksgiving meal of 16 items. Louisiana's average, $45.19. Now, I said on the show, you hear us talking about uh, it was $48.01, but we had to do redo a calculation because sweet potatoes, which are even cheaper here in Louisiana, they were doing it times three for, right. for their initial number. So they gave us the wrong number. So it was actually when you, uh, that number was per pound, right? Mm-hmm. So, or no, no, it was that it was, was for three pounds, third, right? It was for three pounds. So right. it was actually for one pound on the national survey. So it went down to forty-five dollars and nineteen cents. That's Avery. Give me the quick math on that. Oh, three dollars and seventy-two cents. Quick math. Is that? Yeah, three seventy-two. Look at you, Mister yeah. Math Whiz. Wow, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I got lucky there. Yeah. Um, a calculator sitting in front of him. I got lucky. <laughs> hey, let's real quick. You can eat all of that sweet potato yourself, right? Oh, you yes. could eat that. that, I, that I, absolutely. Serving. That's why I just bought 40 pounds of sweet potatoes. They're That's sitting the over in the annex right now. We had a big bump in participation this year. Five surveys uh, were returned, which was a lot compared to 
previous years. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. Normally, you only get one or two back. You surveyed items in Natchez, isn't that right? No, uh, I Vidalia. did Vidalia. Vidalia. Yeah. Okay. Across the bridge. He, he told me specifically across the bridge to go get it. So. And, and what did you what find overall? Um the I can't remember. I wish you. Told you don't me. have. You don't need the numbers. Just tell me. Did did you uh, were prices cheaper or more expensive than you than you thought? Um, some of those items I buy pretty regularly. Um, I'm trying to think what I, I had nothing to. I've never bought a turkey or, mm-hmm. and I, I can't remember what the ham was last year. So I, that was I had no idea if that was ballpark area right. Um, I'm trying to think the green beans the uh, piece. I I was just kind of. The items on there were very specific, like right. the pie shells, the frozen pie shells, the rolls. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. but the rolls, but it, but the rolls were not specific because it said just a dozen rolls, and I was right. thinking, well, you want frozen rolls? Or are you talking about from fresh from the bakery? What size? What, what kind? Yeah. Wheat yeah. rolls, white mm-hmm. rolls. I guess I was Hawaiian. thinking too much into it. But then the, but then the, the I get the pumpkin, canned pumpkin. Yeah, mm-hmm. it very specifically said Libby's canned pumpkin like the brand of it did you yeah. find that yeah video, i mean yeah right. that's a very common but it was just it's just a funny the, the items that they asked for were funny to me when i was looking at the comparison of the cost from last year to this year for louisiana specific where i noticed some some differences were especially in the whipping cream whipping cream went up significantly over the last year uh, milk was higher this no. year compared yeah. to last in louisiana at least and then also some of the produce. Uh, so there's also a veggie tray on there. Mm-hmm. The price for that was significantly higher. So when you start to look at individual items, you see where some things did go up. Where we, I think, really see the greatest savings mm-hmm. is the sweet potatoes. Yeah. The sweet potatoes overall. And overall for the survey, not particularly for Louisiana, but turkeys were again down this year because that ham was up $4. And as I talk about on the show, there's a lot of um, issues nationally that are tying into that. The whipped cream and the milk, for instance, we're seeing huge bankruptcies in the dairy producing areas. Here in Louisiana, the number of dairy farmers has fallen off precipitously. So we're trucking in all that either from Wisconsin or from New Mexico or the two biggest areas that we get our dairy from. And it's just an unfortunate side effect of losing dairies. We, in fact, two months ago, we lost the last dairy here in East Baton Rouge Parish. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just a, a national trend. And a, now it's gotten bad. It's getting into those heavy dairy producing areas of the country. People still want their ice cream and their cheese, but you got to pay for it. And the more, the further away it gets from you, the more you got to pay for it. So uh, I hopefully we can stop this bleeding off, especially in, in milk. Uh, the, the ham up $4 of this year over last, that's due to Asian swine flu. The demand in China for our pork is sapping away a lot of our uh, production. And so the price has gone up big time. The one figure, speaking of farmers, that I wanted to bring up that I brought up at the tail end of my, my package there is the farming. The farmer gets only $0.08 cents on the dollar for every dollar we spend at the grocery store. You can really see the way it not only affects the, the grocery store prices. But this week, I went to Melville to Canada. The Canatel is there. Mm-hmm. And in those rural areas, I mean, it's they're just getting hard hit. Yeah. And uh, I talked to Denise Canatella, who's she is the sister of one of the owners there, or the sister-in-law. And uh, Denise and Charles, they're soybean farmers there um, near Melville. And that, that area only 
there's there's very few industries that grocery store is the only one for miles and miles and miles. Mm-hmm. Right down the road, of course, is um, Crot Springs where they have Billy's, and that's I mean that's one of the few areas. But in those rural areas, uh, they're very dependent upon these grocery stores and these rural farm economies that are just not prospering this year. Bankruptcies nationwide up 24 percent in 2019 yeah. over mm-hmm. 2018. It's it's sad and and uh, it's something that I think everybody really needs to think about as we go into our Thanksgiving meal. We all love our, our Thanksgiving products. We need to thank the farmers and think of them. And and as Avery, you brought up a great point. We like our local dishes like oyster dressing, but we also like to buy local mm-hmm. and and wherever you can for this Thanksgiving. Certainly support your local grocery stores, especially in rural areas. But if you can buy direct from farmers, especially mm-hmm. sweet potatoes or those oysters or the crawfish, even. And, you know, wherever, get in and and get to those farmers. Yeah, and give I bet money that directly. percentage. I bet that percentage of that farm dollar goes up. I mean, in an insane amount when you actually take out all the middlemen and go straight to that farmer. I mean, and, oh yeah, and you save a lot. I mean, yeah. that's one of the reasons why sweet potatoes can be so cheap, especially if you know Larry Fontenot over there in St. Landry Parish. Uh, that, that helps out a lot. Yeah. If you can make those, uh, make it a New Year's resolution for upcoming 2020. Get with these farmers, develop a direct relationship with them, and you can. Uh, it's unreal what you can save. Plus, you can get the uh, uh, really great deals, like when for crawfish, you can get select crawfish for a whole lot cheaper than you can buy them for mm-hmm. in town. Hey, and, and maybe th- next Thanksgiving you can go to Carl's House of Lettuce <laughs> to get your lettuce for your salad. Before we talk about that, I was going to say we're actually going to start an. Uh, Kind of, we're going to unveil a, a way, a marketplace in a sense that you can go and find those connections to those farmers in the next year. So we'll be kind Wonderful. of introducing more people to these farmers where they can go directly to the source and get these products, which I think is uh, valuable for you know consumers that you know are going to be buying this food anyways. They can mm-hmm. make those connections with somebody down the road. And, uh, you know, support them directly. I think that'd be a huge step. And so you are becoming one of those farmers. Is <laughs> I would that right? not. I don't want anybody <laughs> to hear this and think possibly I am anywhere close to a farmer. Um, Except for your What's father. Your address? I mean, it is in my, it's in the middle of We're Baton Rouge. I'm going to tweet your address. <laughs> no, don't tweet go, my address. To go get you some fresh <laughs> lettuce. Ain't, there's no lettuce in any kind of a garden right now. But, um, yeah, it's in my blood, but not, I would, I'm, I don't want any farmer to think I'm trying to claim the name but uh i did i did decide this week that i'm gonna step into some gardening some more serious gardening i guess hydroponic gardening hydroponic gardening yeah i did a story a couple weeks ago on katie schroeder and she had a system in the in the community garden there in winsboro she had a hydroponic system and i it's my second or third time to go and shoot stories and see these systems in place and i said man she said oh yeah you can do it for you know a few hundred bucks you can get this size system and grow x many heads of lettuce and i'm like man i want to see if i can do it i just was mostly curious to see if i can i knew if i could put the parts together and make the water flow and you know produce a crop Mm -hmm. and so i I went and did that that's my story this week (laughs) i went to ravel and uh met with rory gresham i don't know if anybody any any hardcore viewers remember i did a story on ravel or richland Mm -hmm. produce uh last year i think and He's doing hydroponic lettuce, supplying 13 schools and like 22 restaurants. Oh, wow. I mean, he's really producing a ton of produce and just a few greenhouses. So I'm like, that's who I need to talk to. And he shows me all the steps I need. And he's building the same size system for a classroom. So it worked out perfectly for him to show me all the steps. And then I took all the parts. I went and bought my own parts 
and went to my house and then started putting it together by myself. How much time did it take <laughs> you by yourself? And how many times you did to, you say, why the heck am I doing I this? You have to admit that you you said you bit off more than oh, you can I, chew. Oh, I did bite off way more than I, I can chew. But I will say this. It came together a lot easier than I, and then it should have. Being using only my two hands, my wife helped me move it a couple times. But I did, instead of, like in my story, Mr. Rory's building like, a four foot by or five foot by five foot little box. I didn't have the space for that kind of square, so I did mine long, and you know narrow. Yeah, and it's it's ten foot long. You can't move a ten foot long piece <laughs> around the carport very easily. So I was pretty silly for trying that. But um, it probably took me around eight hours, mm-hmm. if I had to guess. I mean, and that's that's not counting time going to the Home Depot three times to get. <laughs> Supplies was so frustrating, but it's so not it counting the times grabbing your thumb because you accidentally hit it. Never did that. I did not hurt myself in any way. I used power tools and everything. Um, you, got, you guys should know Carl is pretty handy. Here at work, he built his own desk, so yeah. this is not the first time around tools. So he's being humble, which is which is good. You're Carl, sweet, but, but the the hard part was filming myself. Oh. He is sweet, sweet Neil. Oh, sweet, sweet Neil, bringing that back. <laughs> sweet, sweet Neil. That's what I was going to tell you is why you want to know why last week's podcast got so many hits. Uh, sweet, sweet, sweet Neil. Sweet, Neil was on there. That's oh funny. Oh, my God. I hate you guys so much. <laughs> <laughs> we um, love you, sweet, so, sweet So, yeah, the hardest part was filming myself for mm-hmm. this because I'm doing it as a story. I couldn't That's what I wondered. What, build what, it. what you had... I didn't know what I was doing. And I'm, I'm, st- <laughs> I'm still editing it right now. I've gotten, you know, most of the way through... Um, essentially the way the story is going to go is I'm going to have Mr. Rory talking me through all the steps and I've got video of him doing all these steps and I've also got video of myself doing a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. So I'm overlaying my footage I have of myself and a lot of it is just repeat, you know, lather, rinse, repeat stuff. I mean, I drilled 56 three-inch holes in my four pieces of pipe. I mean, I've got 56 locations to grow lettuce. Yeah. That's 56 three-inch holes to drill with. I went through three batteries for my drill. Wow. Um, so 56 of those, and that's a lot of, I mean, you can imagine shooting like how it's made. Yep. You know, you shoot sequences. There's plenty of opportunity for that. So I shot a lot of that. Also a lot of sanding and stuff. So there's plenty of footage, but it's going to be a trick to get it down to three or four minutes. I don't care about the footage. When are we going to have plenty of lettuce? That's I mean, all you 56, know. 56 holes... That means 56 heads of lettuce, and you can do that, what, three, four times over the year? Well, essentially, you can. I, I plan to harvest them in a typical greenhouse setting. I'm not in a greenhouse. I'm just under my carport, like off to the side of my carport. But in a typical greenhouse set, uh, setting, Mr. Rory harvests about every every week, and he'll start when he, from seed to harvest is six weeks. Wow. So it's a six-week yep. rotation. I don't know if it'll be that well in my, you know, uh, uncontrolled. Well, not, yeah, and it gets pretty, yeah. I'm not going to be in a controlled setting. The sun so. and as hot as it can get down here in the wintertime, lettuce doesn't yeah. like heat. Yeah. But Is there anything else, and this may be a stupid question, but can you grow anything else besides lettuce hydroponically? You, you can grow different greens. Actually, Mr. Rory grows, he has 300 plants of tomatoes Wow. that he has. Nice. They're on the ground in bags. He has two per uh bag or whatever they're they're in he puts out 1500 pounds of tomatoes a month 
which is insane. That's wow. in one greenhouse. They grow and when you grow tomatoes like that, the, mm. it quickly becomes a problem yeah. of how many tomatoes you have. Yeah. You got to give them away. Yeah. So, Carl, I think you're going to have to give some away because I oh, just I'm did the sure math. I pulled out away. my calculator, and so it, over a year. If you're harvesting every six weeks and you have 56 heads of lettuce, you would be harvesting 485 heads of lettuce. Which is, which is a good thing because every time Kristen asks, what'd you bring me? You could say lettuce every week. <laughs> just well, I'm just going to tell you, you not going to grow a whole shrimp. lot in the summertime. Oh, here. I know. And honestly, I just wanted to see if, if I could grow some lettuce from seed. You just want to sprout it, yeah. To, you know, from seed to harvest, even if it takes eight weeks or ten weeks, whatever it may be, because it's going to be an uncontrolled setting, so I'm not totally sure how much uh, success I'll have. How much dirt did you have to buy? It's not a lot of dirt. Um, I, joke, I've only, huh? It was a joke. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed the joke. Uh, uh, how much water uh, did you have to buy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I used a 55-gallon, like, Rubbermaid, like, tub. tub. Which is my uh, reservoir for water. Are you going to put fish in it? No, I'm not going to do any. That's, that would be aquaponics, and I'm not going there because that's fish to feed. It's a whole lot of. That's actually more filters. I looked a into balls it. In there. Oh, really? It's, it's more filtering to you know move the water, and it's a lot more than I really wanted to deal with. Speaking of food, we have just talked nothing but food this entire show, but. We have a field to feast this week at mm-hmm. the Burden Center. Jennifer goes there. What is she looking at? So at the Burden Center every fall they do i guess the end of summer early fall they do a big kind of harvest days uh, kind of a flashback scene to uh it's like the it's a rural life museum thing they do and uh it's an event they just have all these guys there they have old old timey music fiddle and acoustic guitar just kind of very i think i think james linden hogg played it did he i think so i didn't see video of him i may, may have i don't know but it's it's kind of cool because she just takes a tour through the rural life museum they have there and some of the homes and they're they're doing they do cane syrup the old-fashioned way um they just do a lot of food i think they're they're cooking over over fire the old like like i said the old-fashioned way so it's kind of a neat uh different feasting uh field to feast segment to have so that that rural life museum is definitely worth going into there's so many artifacts there and it really is kind of a catalog of everything in um, Louisiana's history. Uh, you guys remember that movie, 12 Years a Slave? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's based on a book. A first edition copy of that book is in the Rural Life Museum really? there. It's under glass and you huh. can see it. That's I don't know impressive. if it's signed, but I know that yeah. it's a first edition. And I mean, it's just, there's so many artifacts and things like that all through that museum. Well, speaking of 12 Years a Slave, everybody is dressed just like they are in the movie. They're dressed in timepieces. They they look the part. Wow! For the time setting, they're actually kind of trying to you know uh, represent there in the, the segment. So it's a pretty cool segment. And uh, I think if if nothing else, you may not learn how to cook anything, but you will for sure be entertained by what you know the the wealth of um, history that we have here in Louisiana. And they talk a lot about that. And they talk about the the museum and this event they have each year. And I think they actually may have it more than just this one time. Don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. I'm very wrong often. You? So. Wrong? Yeah, it happens, but well, know, we'll fact check it later. We're going to definitely look at that. It should be a great show overall. And um, we're going to be in a rerun next week, so we want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving and enjoy the time with your family and the food that our farmers and ranchers work so hard to provide for us. On behalf of everyone here at the Twyla After Show, Kristen Oaks-White, Avery Davidson, Carl Wiggers, and myself, Neil Malasso, we want to thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. 
If you can, subscribe to us on your favorite place to get podcasts. Also, leave us a review wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play, and let us know what you think about the show. Reviews are great, but sharing is how you show that you're caring. So bring (laughs) your mother in, bring your sister in, share this podcast with them, let them know that you enjoy listening to the Twilight After Show. And don't forget this podcast is produced by the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. 